just uh, tell tell everyone about your amazing background. But if you can keep it as tight as you can, because I am I am the one person that uh, when I listen to a podcast, I try to not listen to the first fifteen minutes of someone's background. So uh, if uh, just give us your background, give us you know I guess what you do and and uh, who you are, and and then we'll get into we'll get into your, 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 the nuts and bolts of, of uh, kind of, I guess your, your point of view on um, the workplace and, and what you do and, and what you care about. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll make it real easy. Uh, you know, I do public speaking, coaching and training, and I work um, with people who want to improve their public speaking so they can speak with more confidence, credibility, and clarity. I also create those same type of teachings and trainings and workshops for companies and their teams. Uh, but if you really want to see all of that stuff, you can go to my website at levelcom.com. Uh, but a big other reason why I'm even here in my background is because you, Anthony, you recognize that my thoughts, my insights and what I have to offer and my experience and how I'm able to articulate it would be great for your audience. So that right there is the resume. So if y'all are wondering why I'm on the podcast and what my business is, uh, just know that uh, Anthony trusts it. And uh, if you want to learn more about it, uh, visit my website. But I'm all communications and public speaking. So I love it. <laughs> your uh, your energy and your directness is uh, is very intriguing. Would you uh, <laughs> would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, I mean, you said keep it short, and I know I'm in the same boat as you. Sometimes people be like, you know, what do you do? And they take so freaking forever that by the time they get done telling me, I didn't forget. Uh, so if public speaking is your thing, or you want to improve upon it, then Holla at me on the gram, you know, so you said keep it simple. I think that's as simple as it gets. You know, I think that people are really smart. So uh, through the conversation, I believe that my background will, you know, be revealed to the people who are listening. So uh, that's as, uh, yeah, that's as about as concise as it gets. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a really ad hoc question that I don't even have written down, but I just need to ask you, actually? Go go for it. I like those questions. Uh, um, so, so I don't view myself as a speaker to any degree, but I, I do some of it from time to time. My, my style, well, first, first, let me ask you this. Well, first, I guess, hold on. I'm trying to figure out what I want to say first. My, <laughs> my, my style is very nonchalant, is very ad hoc, is very organic and natural. I, I, uh, I stutter, I pause, I think in the middle of me talking. Um, um, I find that it's very, um, it's very, yeah, organic and natural and, and comfortable for a lot of people. Um, from, from your background, though, what is it that you, I guess, you teach people that is probably the complete opposite to that? And, and, and what, uh, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Kind of coming at it from that lens, because throughout my life, I've seen a lot of speakers that are very structured and methodical, and it's very robotic. And I've never been able to engage with that. And so when I came across like a couple people growing up, they had that very nonchalant style where they, they, they would literally like, they would change what they're saying in the middle of it. They would like think, you could tell they were really engaged in what they were even saying to themselves. And I just really appreciated the authenticity to it. So what, what do you advise people and, and what are your thoughts on all that? I mean, I think that what you just said, it makes the big difference. You know, when you connect with people, that is, that is speaking. 
You know, like I think sometimes we think about speaking or maybe being in front of an audience or being on a podcast or sitting on a panel or whatever it may be and then think that, oh, there's something that I have to turn on, mm-hmm. you know, and present myself as to be a great speaker. Um, and there are elements to that, yes. But I think it really just comes down to connecting with the folks that are going to be listening to you. And if you know that you've got some ears, I always just say, whenever you open up your mouth and words fall out, you are public speaking. Uh, so don't forget that that public is, are actually the people, you know? So just don't forget that you're meant to take your thoughts, your ideas, whatever your message is, even if, it's, even if it is a put together presentation for work, right? Like a pitch. But don't forget that when you're public speaking, who is the public? It is the people. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if it's the people, that means you're having a conversation. You know, um, that means that speaking directly back to you, they're processing what you're saying. And that's still a conversation because a conversation doesn't occur unless there is some type of, you know, processing and, and understanding. Um, so, yeah, so I would just say, you know, don't forget that you're talking to people. And they're listening and they, and not only are they listening for what you have to say, but they're, they're also looking to be heard. And, and sometimes to be heard is to be acknowledged, Mm -hmm. you know? So all the people out there that's listening, this entire podcast is for you. It's so that you can listen and get some knowledge and that in itself is to be heard. And that in itself is to be acknowledged. So listeners, I don't, technically see you but i acknowledge you exactly exactly so that's that's okay that's good so that means i'm i'm not doing anything too wrong i'm sure (laughs) no i'm sure there are (laughs) i'm sure there are tips and frameworks and and perspectives that you have but for the for the majority of it it's that's what i'm doing um i guess let me ask you this This is the last thing i'm going to ask you i guess pertaining to that um because I, i one thing that i was thinking when you were saying um, you know, you help and coach kind of better speakers. I'm, I'm quite sure you're not necessarily always talking about that keynote speaker format. I, I'm sure you're talking about mm-hmm. coaching leaders on how to present presentations more effectively, how to engage the room, how to get people bought into their ideas. Is that is that the right is that the right idea? Yeah, and and I always bring it back to sometimes the most important presentations aren't presentations; they're conversations. Yep. And, you know, how do you prepare for a conversation? How do you show up with confidence, with credibility? How do you show up with a concise message that even within conversation, people are able to better understand you, know you, like you and trust you? Um, Because even if you do have the opportunity to give a big presentation at work, it's probably because of previous conversations that you were asked to give that presentation Mm -hmm. so even before the big presentation there was probably a lot of very significant smaller conversations that led to them to say hey we want you to present or you know this is this is your time to shine like we're gonna let you take the reins um so yeah, most of the times that I do most of my coaching and I come from the directive of, you know, how do you make everyday conversations the stage in which you do your public speaking? And it comes from 
not only just preparing presentations, because those happen. Some people give presentations a lot, right? Sometimes they're giving presentations like once every week or they have to lead team meetings and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, you know, we're not just standing up in front of an audience with a um, with a slideshow or whatever. Side note, I can't stand PowerPoints. I struggle putting them things together. But um, but I think that what happens is, is I try to make sure that people feel good about how they're directing the information in their head. Because what happens is, is you're in our conversation or you're talking or you're put on the spot. Extemporaneous speaking is usually what people are really trying to get good at, meaning just speaking off the cuff. Right. Um, But that takes you to be a, a director, almost a traffic officer, because you have all of these uh, different pieces of information in different places of your brain, and they all have to ca- be carried through like this information highway. But you have to be the one directing which lane and which street this information is coming down. And it's all coming out of a one-way street, which is your mouth. So how well do you have your organization, how well do you have your, your, your information and your content organized in your mind so that you can easily direct the traffic of information through that one-way tunnel? And that's what it's really about. Let, let, me, let me bounce this one thing off you. La- last thing here, because all this stuff is making me think about a lot of stuff. Um, and then we'll jump into uh, the couple topics here that we all agreed about. You know, for me, when I think about speaking, whether it's in a panel format, uh, a keynote format, uh, a presentation, um, you know, something, something that I like to do is, like I said, I like to remain as organic and as authentic, authentic as I can. And I had a mentor years ago tell me that, you don't want to know why people don't do Q&A often, Anthony? And I said, why? He said, because a lot of them have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you want to know why people are not as authentic and, and free-flowing with their, with, their, with, their, with their presentations? And I said, why? He said, they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Um, they're trying to memorize a, a pitch. They're trying to memorize a piece of information. They're not organically and naturally talking from the heart or talking from you know, the memory banks, because they've actually been a practitioner and have done it time after time after time. Do you recommend or what tips, perspectives, insights would you give to someone that, like, would you agree with that perspective that you should only speak about things that you know, that you believe, that you are are naturally the most enthusiastic or best person in the room to talk about? Or do you, or do you, are you a fan of, or do you coach people that are trying to stretch, you know, their bandwidth, if you will, and, and they're, they're talking about things that maybe are not necessarily up their alley at a natural level, but they still need to talk about it for whatever the reason is. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, because I tend to be a person that I only talk about things that um, I'm naturally the best person to talk about, or I feel super excited and natural to talk about them. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say that if you don't know a whole lot about politics and it doesn't make you feel good and you don't feel confident in talking about it, you can sit that conversation out. You can just be an active listener. You don't have to necessarily jump into the conversation or speak on something. Um, Someone else may be really passionate about it and they're articulating it pretty well. So you can just chill for a second. Um, If it's in a space where you kind of have 
to participate and contribute into the conversation. This is where active listening is really, really important in the space of public speaking. Mm. And you have to be able to listen so intently that someone will say something that kind of connects with your level of expertise, with your area of expertise. So with people may be talking about politics and maybe politics is not your thing. And maybe finance is more of your thing. And maybe someone's talking and you hear them say something about taxes or you hear someone say something about, you know, um, interest rates. Now, you don't even have to talk a whole lot about it. You can just say, hey, I heard you say something about, you know, recent tax reform. You know, my area of expertise is really about, you know, uh, finance. But I'm I'm curious as to what your opinion is about that. Now you're contributing to the conversation without even have to say anything because you're just asking somebody else a question. Yeah. So I, I just think that if you're not confident in an area, don't speak on it. Uh, but if there's something that is said that does connect to your area of expertise, then I'd say speak on it or allow it to influence what it is that you have to say or contribute to the conversation, but it doesn't have to be significant. It doesn't have to be, you know, substantial. You don't have to take over the conversation, but you know, if you don't, if you don't know what they're talking about, if you don't feel confident about it, just don't say anything. Otherwise just be an active listener. I I think that's very true. I think that's very true. Okay. Um, I am sorry, guys, um, to those that are listening. I'm sorry to you. I, I got off track here. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I think it's, no, but you know what? I do think it's valuable because, again, a lot of these, a lot of people that listen are employees. A lot of the people that listen are leaders themselves, executives, um, you, know, re, you know, founders and, 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 and the individuals that are starting companies and, and all are inevitably going to have uh, something to do with, with speaking or something to do with giving a presentation. And uh, so I guess to wrap it up, what would be, what would be a framework or two that you think like, you know, kind of get us into like the nuts and the bolts of your coaching. What's, what's a framework that you advise? What's a, what's a concept? What's a strategy? What's a tool that you, that you think through when you work with, let's say a leader that needs to kind of fine tune some speaking for a presentation or to a group of their employees. What's something that you advise from a framework perspective? Yeah. Well, I, I always talk a lot about um, persona. Right. Um, and if you're in business or marketing, you know, you come up with personas like those imaginary people that have a whole life that you create so that you can, you know, stay in tune with the audience. Right. But mm-hmm. I definitely believe in having a personal persona, one that inspires you because you can get up in front of people. You could make eye contact. You can, you know, have your shoulders back and have great posture your body language could be all on point. You know, your messaging could be great. You're not stumbling through saying anything, but yet people can still look straight through you as if you had absolutely no impact. So in my opinion, what makes a great speaker isn't necessarily just all of those, you know, basic public speaking tips that people say, you know, that they offer you in order to be a great speaker. It's really about energy. It is about intention. It is about essence. And it's a very challenging thing to try to teach. However, it is something that does exist. 
And I like to put it in the space of thinking about your persona. For example, Beyonce, who is the bomb.com, absolutely love her, totally a member of the Hive, K. Um, she years ago talked about this persona that she had called Sasha Fierce. And Sasha Fierce embodied certain characteristics and personality traits that perhaps Beyonce did not necessarily think were that of her own. Mm -hmm. So in order to tap into this type of person that she wanted to become on stage, she created another name so that it almost became a way to not just about acting, but it's really about giving yourself permission to be something that you may not always feel that you are. So when you're thinking about the next time you step into a room, the next time that you're um, having a conversation or you're entering into a meeting, we're in the virtual space now, so like you're entering into the Zoom space and you know that you want to leave a lasting impression, it's not always just going to be because you checked all the marks, it's because you left people feeling a certain type of way. And that's what energy does. So I would always say, think to yourself, who do you want to be? What do you want to leave people feeling when you get done talking? Do you want them to feel inspired? Do you want them to feel comforted? Do you want them to feel, oh, wow, um, she was so friendly or relatable? Think about that. And that is what you leave with them as you share your thoughts thoughts and ideas and and sentiments through words but when you speak you're actually pushing out your essence not just because of how they verbally understood you but how they felt you so if you want to be a great speaker or you want to start improving your public speaking skills start thinking about how you're stepping into the energy when you start speaking before the words people say this they got they they have like a what 6.7 seconds or a second happens that people um kind of give a summation of how they perceive you yeah you know that first impression Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is comes even before you open up your mouth so what is that that you're communicating? What is that energy? What is that presence? What is that personality? And everyone doesn't have to have a personality like Barack Obama and Michelle Obama and Bill Clinton. Like those are extremely charismatic people. Go down in history as extremely charismatic people. But you have to uncover your own personality and magnify that. And that is your persona. Consider that and think about that before you open up your mouth, before you step into a room, step into that persona, magnify that persona. I think that's so right. And I think, you know, for a lot of the people that are listening, you know, again, a lot of the individuals that are listening to this podcast are looking to try to figure out how what you're saying has anything to do with like their leadership capabilities or employee experience or other things that we kind of focus on. And and for me, what, what I took from that is, you know, one of the things that I would probably take is, I'm always trying to find a, diff- a way to make an employee feel safe, make an employee feel heard, make an employee feel welcome. And so if I'm taking your tip, I'm immediately thinking about, you know, what I know about that person. W- what can I say? What can my body language be? How, how can I, how can I look at them? How can, uh, you know, what, 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 what examples can I give? What can I do to show up uh, to make them feel as comfortable and as safe as possible? Cause I, you're right. You know, if I'm going to a, an employee, 
from that lens, the words that I use, the way that I look, the way that I approach the situation, um, the sequencing of the conversation is going to be different than it would be if you're as a major issue and it's more of a disciplinary conversation. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I do think that's great. And that's 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 definitely a good tip. Um, let's jump right into this. This is a complete shift, but uh, <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple topics here that I wanted to cover before we wrap up. Um Mastering the shameless plug, you wrote over to me tactics for gracious self promotion. Um, <laughs> give me, give me your macro POV on that, and then let's let's dive down that rabbit hole if we can. Um, I, I think that it's it's really if you've ever been media trained, mm-hmm. um, there's a basic technique, and politicians do it so very well. <laughs> Um, where sometimes it can be quite frustrating. You ask them a direct question and then they pivot, skip over the answer and then connect it back to whatever it is that their intended message was, you know, what they want to say. Okay. Um, but I think that there, there's an essence of that that's good in the shameless plug. And, but it's, it's done in a space and I'm just going to go straight into like a tactic, right? Okay. Like, you know, here's something that you can do is um, looking at feedback very differently, right? Like you have an opportunity to get feedback from people. But when you, if you initiate that feedback, let's say with a a supervisor or even with just a peer, maybe a peer that you admire or a peer that's kind of like a standout star in the office and you kind of want to, you know, let them know that, you you know, you're a star too, right? Um, or at least let them know what your what your worth is and what you're capable of so that if they get an opportunity, then you're thought of maybe to be an addition to a team or something like that. That's yeah. what shameless promotion will help you do. But you maybe go to that esteemed colleague and say, hey, um, I'm just coming off of the height of closing that new client. You know, that client was on the edge. We didn't think that we were going to be able to retain that client. Uh, work day in and day out to keep the client. I nailed the presentation and yo, we're super excited that we actually got an opportunity to retain that, that business. Um, But in that space, I would love uh, to hear your opinion or um, your thoughts on perhaps why that client was unhappy in the first place. Hmm. So what just happened right there? Yeah, I'm trying Anthony? to unpack it. Yeah, go ahead. What happened right there is you actually just tooted your own horn. Toot, toot. You did that. A, a few times. I I saved, heard, yeah, a few uh, times. Yeah. I saved that client, homie. That was me <laughs> and my team that I led. <laughs> did, you, did you remember how that client was like on the edge about the bounce? Yeah, we man. Let me tell you, we put in work. Me and my team. I put like we we were working. I put in a lot of hours on it. Like you totally just like that. That's the exaggerated version of what I was trying to say. Of course, right? of course. But in that space, you heard what I said, but at, but it was not the focus. Now the focus is back on the other person. Share your insights as to why you believe that client was on the edge to begin with. So now they think the conversation is about their opinion, their thoughts and their insights, but they've, they've just received, you know, some free information. That's, yeah, that's a shameless plug. So use feedback 
use, you know, garnering other people's uh, opinion or thoughts or insights as an opportunity to kind of also share where you're coming from. Like, yo, I'm on the high of just closing that new client. And I'm super excited because this client, you know, is projected to bring in about at least an extra three million in this next quarter. You know, so I'm super excited about that. But I want to make sure I keep the client. You know, what were your thoughts about how to, you know, get that new client? Whatever. You know, I just promoted myself again, but I'm asking you for your advice. Now, what does this do now? Now, doing that now, who would who would you be speaking to doing this? Is this a colleague? Is this maybe this your one, direct as report? I, as I set up in this example, which, you know, if you're following me, this is just an esteemed colleague, right? Got this it, is yeah, a colleague exactly, that's yeah. got the juice, right? This is the yeah. colleague that you want them to carry your paper into the room that they can go into because you know that they have certain access or you know that they have certain favor you know that they have certain influence yes. so you want this esteemed colleague or this esteemed supervisor or this esteemed influencer or your boss or you know or even you know your team even the people who maybe work under you like you want that you need to toot your own horn to them too what they want you want them to celebrate you you know, so when your team members who maybe you lead or direct, you want them to to sing your praises too. You want people to know your worth, your value, your accolades, your accomplishments, your achievements. Like these are the these are the things that you want people to know. So if you're thinking about who you need to be shamelessly plug in, I mean, like who you need to be shamelessly plug into, then think about the people who are going to support you in your journey. So if you want that promotion, if you want that next team lead, who are the people that need to believe in you? Who are the people that are going to suggest you? Who are the people that are going to promote you? Those are the people that you need to kind of go into these spaces, making sure that they are know that you've been doing the dang on thing at work. You know, like they need to know these things, but you don't want to just say, hey, Jim, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but I closed that other client last week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was me. Uh-huh. What now? But that's it. That's not that's not the way to do it. Now, 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 let me push back a little bit here, not for my own POV, just for someone listening, maybe. What if someone's not comfortable with that? What would you say to get them to 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 just say bullshit like you'll be fine do what i say like it'll it'll all work out for you or what what is another tip that you would give to them if they're not comfortable doing it they're not comfortable pushing through a different way of looking at it a more subtle approach to doing the exact same thing what, what would that look like so a, a different way of looking at it is not making it about yourself but perhaps that same example that i gave you it was a team effort so you mm -hmm. celebrate the team I mean, I, in that example, I did make it a little bit more about myself, but instead I could have said that same, given that same antidote, that same story. Hey, you heard about what our team did just this past, just this past week. Yeah. We, we were able to grab that client back. In fact, one of my, uh, one of, one of the guys on my team, I told him, I was like, yo, I think that we can totally do this and we can. And guess what we did? We did it. So it's literally now just about the team exactly. and not even about you but but you are acknowledging the fact that you're a part of that team you you are acknowledging that yeah I was the team lead of that team and it's okay and I would also say secondly is if you're one of those people who like kind of shy away from 
you know, the shameless plug or the self-promotion, you don't want to make it about yourself, then yes, make it about the team. But the second part is, is, and this is where your practice begins. This is where your practice begins. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing that has to happen overnight. It's nothing that has to look like anyone else's self-promotion, but your own. And so the challenge for people who are like, uh, I'm a little bit more subtle than that, or I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if I can, or, you know, I, I'd rather it be done differently. Um, there's also, there are other, there are other ways that you can do this. And I, I talk about, this is a, actually a specific workshop that I host for companies. Um, but another way that you can kind of shamelessly plug yourself is to put yourself out there and doing things like writing, you know, maybe you were published Maybe you um, have a, a section in the company newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like those are different ways to kind of put yourself out there without actually like putting yourself out there. People will see it, but there still will. And this is the challenge. This is your call to action, listeners. If you are that person that feels like, I don't want to boast. Oh, my goodness. I don't um, I don't want to make it about me. But it really wasn't about you. If you wrote that article for the for the company newsletter, it was because there was great information that can benefit its readers. Exactly. So I actually wrote an article and it was about the top three ways that you can stay sane during work from home. And I, I thought that these were great for me. So I wanted to share them with my company members. And so I wrote that um, article in the, in the newsletter. You know, did you get an opportunity to see it? Are you, are, did you read it? Are you staying sane? Exactly. You know, so I went, so for those of you who are listening, that's you. You still have to share it though. But guess what? When you wrote that article or when you led that team, you also inspired other people in that team. So again, make it not about you, but the result, you know, you helped get this result for this person and that person and that team and this company. But it's also a part of the process where it's going to take some time to where you're going to actually feel good about celebrating yourself. And also in the context of this podcast, it's also important for leaders to do this because what I've realized in like employee experience and workplace culture, you have to consistently re-energize and reestablish the confidence that your employees have in you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is another way of, of, of kind of re-cementing the fact that you should trust me. You should believe in me. You should follow my lead um, because of these objective results. Um, let me let me switch gears to kind of round out uh, you coming on here today and, and talk about uh, tips that you feel um, that you feel individuals can utilize around communicating what they deserve, what they desire and what they require. Now I want to I want to flip it I want to talk I want to have you talk about two different examples. I I want you to talk about how an employee can do that just at a macro level to those that they're directly reporting to or just in life overall um but I also want to talk about um what leaders need to do to keep their their ears open and to be very and to be very empathetic when listening to that from an employee. I think there's so much that leaders need to improve. Managers need to improve when hearing an employee speak to them about what they deserve, what they desire and what they require. Um, this is something I'm, a, like, I'm actually building a, a, an employer branding kind of uh, initiative, a company around something very similar to this 
But again, reverse where I want companies and I want employees rather to be very clear to companies what they deserve, what they desire, what they require as it pertains to their job, their workflow, what they're, what they're looking to get, what they're looking, what they need from a leader. So talk to me about those two examples. What, you know, at a macro level, whoever's going to be listening to this, whether it's just an everyday person walking down the street, that's an employee, whether it's a leader, how do they uh, communicate what they deserve, desire, and, um, and uh, require? And then, and then what do leaders need to think about as they're receiving this information? Right. So I think the, the, the first thing that needs to happen, which kind of goes back to our earlier conversation, Anthony, about, you know, um, directing the information highway from out of your brain, you know, but what if you don't have any information in that brain? Not to say that you don't have any, but what if you haven't really thought about what you're going to say? Yeah. And so in this case, it's going to be hard to communicate what you desire, deserve, and require when you have not thought about it in detail enough for yourself. A lot of times we don't even know what we want. And a lot of times we don't even know why we should deserve something to then say, I deserve it. Mm -hmm. So this also goes back to the shameless plug. What are your accolades? What are your accomplishments? What have you done? What's your claim to fame? You know, what, what makes you special? What makes you a valuable piece of the team? Because you first have to know that you deserve more. But if you have not even looked at what you have done or accomplished, then you may not, you may not even be able to like wrap your mind around being able to ask for something. Yeah. That's the first thing. So understand first your worth so that when you then start to speak about what you deserve, you'll speak with more confidence because you know you deserve it. Not just because, oh, I've been here for 15 years or I've been in the same position for so long. It's time for me to move on. No, you won't speak with confidence with that type of evidence. Exactly. But you will you will speak with confidence when you understand your worth and what you've contributed. That's the first. And then the second thing is, is when it's about the desire and the require, um, really think up, start thinking outside of the box, right? Like about what you really want. Maybe start thinking outside of the box more than just a raise. And I think that this is um, where Anthony, your work kind of comes into play about getting people to understand uh, a different variety of, of um, kind of terms, you know, yeah. like it's not just about, not just about like oh what my pay is let me let me get a promotion let me get a bonus maybe it's not just about oh i want these more time days off right um maybe it's not so much about that maybe what you desire or maybe what you require it's a little different now because we all working from home it's a funny meme out there that says you don't just work from home you live at work Right. <laughs> have you seen have you yeah, seen that? I one, That's funny though. <laughs> it's like you live at work. You do not just work from home. Okay. You live at work. So um so now like being at this space of working from home, it's like what what else do I need in order to create the peace and the fulfillment that I need in order to do well at work? You know, like what are the other factors that I desire? Is it maybe one on more one on ones with my superior so that I know that I'm on track or so that I can get continuous feedback? Um, is it is it the fact that, you know, I, I desire to be on a, a team lead 
you know, um, is it that, yeah, maybe it is just, you know, I'm looking for that promotion or maybe you're looking for, um, additional education. So maybe other certifications, or you want to be a part of other leadership programs. So you want to do that quarterly so that you're constantly developing yourself, you know? So the first part of communicating what you deserve, what you desire and you require, or I would say the second part, cause I already told you one part, but another part is to get clear and really imagine daydream um, of what that may look like. Because sometimes you may feel stuck about really expressing what it is that you want because you really don't even know what you want. Mm -hmm. So take some time to really think about what you want. Like if you're going to work on a daily basis, pay, pay attention to when you say, when you smack your lips. Uh, uh, really? What? Okay. When that happens and when that happens at work, that probably means you would rather it be something different. Exactly. Right. So is that something different, something that you can actually ask for? And if that's something different, it's something that you can ask for. Now you're starting to really identify what it is that you desire and what it is that you require. You know, even if it's as simple as like, if you were working, you know, in, in the office or, you know, if, if everybody was, you know, back to the, pre-rona days um you know maybe it is like we need a better coffee maker every time i come to make some coffee you smacking your lips because you notice coffee maker is janky you know that's a very basic example okay but that's something that may happen throughout your day where maybe it just causes you a little grief and and you wish there was some type of relief so what causes you grief and what would provide you with that relief and if that's the relief, then those are the things that you should say I desire and I require. Exactly. And then, and then, um, I, and then I guess briefly, you know, what, what's your POV as far as what leaders need to be thinking during that process, mm -hmm. right? What, what do leaders need to be thinking? What, what do leaders need to do to be empathetic during that process, mm -hmm. right? Because I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of leaders out there that right, wrong, or indifferent, if you're, if you're talking to me, the answer is right. I mean, wrong, rather. Right? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, some people, you know, I'm not. I'm not here to make objective points of views on others. So, right, wrong, or indifferent, there's some leaders out there that may be taken aback and think, you know, why? Why should I be listening to your perspective around what you deserve or what you want or things of this nature? Um, you know, what 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 tip would you give to a leader briefly about about that point of uh, point of point of view and, and perspective? I would say that for any leader that's listening, you know, um, I would say be a leader because I think oftentimes maybe leaders don't say yes to certain things, maybe because of status quo or maybe because of how things have been done or maybe because other people have not done this before, you know, like you want to continue to excel just in that space of where everyone else has excelled. So now really think, not only just think of yourself as a leader, but think of yourself as an innovator. You know, think of yourself as, as more inventive. Yeah. Like I am, I am the leader and I am here to really take care of company culture, to take care or to create something or an environment that reduces turnover rate or improves retention or um, overall um, improves morale, mm -hmm. right? And I would say if you're looking at you being the leader, 
of creating a, a workplace that people feel fulfilled in, it may be the fact that you're going to start stepping outside of the traditional boundaries of what leadership looks like in your organization to do different things. And Anthony, I think that you said it right is, is about being empathetic, you know, understanding, like going all the way back to this, you know, the top of our conversation where it's like, you know, you're a leader dealing with the public of your company, the people yep. don't forget that they're people yep. and that those people can can be fulfilled by just you saying yes to maybe some of their desires, some of their requires, right? Yeah. And it may feel like a stretch, but it is in that stretch, it is within that stretch that progress is made. And I think that as a leader, just challenge yourself to not just, you know, be that basic leader that people, you know, have come to understand, but one that really steps outside the box show some empathy and compassion and then all and then leads the the path le- leads the trail and and what it means to be a leader that's beautiful that's beautiful i really appreciate that and i appreciate all of this um he, here's your opportunity to once again give us give us a shameless plug in uh <laughs> and uh and, and where can we find you um you know i i know in the future i told you before when i first met you i'm a, i'm a very much a partnership and collaboration guy so I will be pinging you to learn from you and to collaborate with you in the future. But when can, um, when can, uh, where, where can people rather not when, but where can people find oh. you and, and talk to you, connect with you? Oh yeah. All right, y'all. I'm, I'm about to give you the non shameless plug. Cause let <laughs> me tell you, I ain't got no shame when <laughs> someone tells me to go ahead and tell you where to find me. Right. So in my, almost in my last piece of advice to everybody, when you're given the microphone, when you are given the table, when you are given the opportunity to speak, do it with no shame. Show up fully. Share what you want to share. If someone says, hey, what's your thoughts? Uh-oh. Oh, you just asked me <laughs> what my thoughts are? Yep. Give them your thoughts, y'all. I love Take it. a moment and think about it, but give them your thoughts. Don't be afraid, you know, to, to give that unshameless plug. So the unshameless plug, again, my name is Shahar, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure to share these words with you. Um, public speaking coach and trainer, you can visit my website at levelcom, that's L-E-V-E-L-C-O-M-M.com. Um, everything is there, but I'm also... Um, an Instagram kind of girl. Okay. So I'm, I'm on the gram and uh, on the gram, I'm always sharing uh, tits, tidbits and, and advice on uh, public speaking. So make sure that you guys follow me on Instagram at Shahara. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, but you can find all of that on my website as well. Um, so, so yeah, just follow me on there, start a conversation. If you guys have questions about you know, how to communicate, how to express yourself, your public speaking, feel free to send me a message through there. I love it. I thank you. I thank you so much for this. This is uh, a lot of great tips that I know for a fact I'm going to be trying to put into <laughs> practice and uh, you'll hear from me very soon once this gets all edited up. I appreciate it. No problem. Good day, everyone. We'll talk soon.